Blog Talk Radio. April 8th, 2015. Blasting off! You know, I read an article last week. Don't I always say that at the start of the show? Well, what else can I do? I read an article last week about magic selling words. I think it was 13 magic selling words. And it said stuff like this. If you say talking with someone, you're talking with someone instead of speaking to them, it can make a world of difference. Now, I'm not going to tell you exactly how because I immediately dismissed this as absolute nonsense. But then I read an article by a guy I kind of respect, and he said that you should use words about senses because they activate sensory parts of the brain, right? That's more engaging, it said. You know, it's kind of scientific. He showed diagrams of the different parts of the brain that became activated when you said certain words. Like, for instance, instead of saying someone has a pleasing voice, you say they have a a velvety voice. And that sensory word, velvety, you know, kicks in, broke his brain or something like that. Anyway, so because it was someone I knew and they had these pictures, I sat back and I started thinking, what do I find compelling? A hammed up story or something that seems to make logical sense? You know, have you ever seen a movie in which the hero gets a a million shots fired at him by machine guns? You know, six guys are firing at him from a balcony. He's running across the lawn and everyone lands at his heels. Does that make you say to yourself, this is real or this is fake? And when you say to yourself, I know what you say. When you say, if you've got a brain in your head, I know what you say. And when you say to yourself, this is fake, do you find the story more compelling or less compelling? More compelling or less compelling? I find it less compelling. And I believe that movies are naturally compelling. You know, you got these beautiful pictures and my senses are all engaged. But when something happens that doesn't make sense, you notice it. And if you're an adult, if you're an adult, you say to yourself, this is fake. They are trying to manipulate me. But it's just a song. It's just a story. Sorry, I'm having trouble. I'm getting excited. So you don't really care because it's just a story. Who cares, right? But in business, you sure care. In business, you do care. So what you need is not a lot of references to action words about smells and touch. You need a simple argument that makes sense and solid answers to questions. And that's what we provide on Jerry. Jerry! What show is this? The Recruiting Animal Michael, thank you for having me. Okay, you. you're welcome here. What do you think about that? I mean, when you got the sensory stuff, all that, you know, tell stories, that makes no sense at all, does it? Not really. 
I'm, okay. I'm just trying to let it all soak in right now. I'm still thinking about it. Okay, you sit back. I'm going to introduce the okay. guest. He's one of the most famous men in HR <laughs> oh, today. Sure. At least that's how he strikes me. Hey, can I add something? Go Great. ahead. Can I add okay. something? Yeah, okay. I, I have a new posture now. I'm no longer going to cut in. I'm not going to talk over you. Wait. I, I, I learned my lesson from last week, okay? You put me on mute. That hurt me. <laughs> I've got a high opinion of myself. Yeah, and I, I think know. that brought me down to just the right. Th- thank you for that. And you're going to see a different me, I promise. No, I want to see okay. the old Jerry. I want to see the old Jerry. No, he's dead. He's dead to me. <laughs> you had a birthday yesterday, and it was uh, made us. You transformed. Uh, it would happen. Yeah. That well, I've had a chance yeah. to reflect on life. I've. This is the first day of my fiftieth year. Really? Oh, the, other, real the other side. It's the other side. Yeah. It's all I mean, I'm only 49, but once you put it all together, you realize it is your 50. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Well, nine months in the womb. So, mm. yeah, you're already over. It's it's no. all downhill from here. Done. Okay. You you looked in the mirror and said, Vanity, thy name is Jerry. Okay. Yeah. You know what? That's what people God. like about you. You're so vain. You probably what think this show brown? is about you. Why is well, that brown spot there? I don't understand that. Okay. So, okay. With, with that, I turn it back over to you. Thank you, Jerry Loki. Loki, Jerry. No okay, uh, we got a, a famous man on the show today. Unfortunately, though, he's not the kind of guest we want. He's not. <laughs> he's not. A, he's not a recruiter. So I'm worried that he's not going to fit in. Okay, so if you can help me, I know you never help me when I actually need some help. You just butt in when I have something to say. But if today something comes to mind, please. Feel free yeah. to help me, Jerry, okay? You've got you've got one job. If you could just do that job, that'd be great, Jerry. William okay. Tincup, are you there? I am indeed. I am indeed. Okay. I'm happy to be here. Happy to be with you and Jerry, even a low key Jerry. The new Tell Jerry. All the, low, the new Jerry. I think the new Jerry all that represents is he hasn't had his fishing quota for the year. That's what it means. It means he's gotta get out on the lake. He's got to okay, get out okay. to catch Okay, yes, 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 William, please, please be quiet, okay? We're going to sing now. Did, did you read the lyrics to the song? I did. Yeah, yummy, yummy. I'm ready. I'm ready. Okay. I'll count to three, okay? One, two, three. Yummy, 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 I got love in my tummy, and I feel like I'm loving you. Yeah! Oh, boy! Gov, you're such a sweet thing, good enough to eat thing. I don't hear you, and it's just what I'm going to do. Oh, honey, ooh, love to hold you. Come on, William. Ooh, love to kiss you. Ooh, love, I love it. So, come on, William. I love you sweeter, sweeter than sugar. Oh, love, I won't let you go. Come on, William, at the end. Come on, do that. Yeah, thanks. All right, good job on that, guys. Good job. I love that song. I love that song. You struck a nerve with me. I love that song. I just can't sing for Okay, okay. What do you do, William? I can't recognize the song. Oh, my God, I woke up finally. Okay. Yeah, we were it. Sorry about that. William, wow. what do you do? We don't know. Okay, I've been listening okay. to you for a long time on your own show. I know William has a show. He inherited it from uh, Brian Kemp, Wempen. 
which uh, is called uh, Drive Through HR. It's on every day, and he's got uh, the HR buddy as his co-host. But I don't know what he does really. What do you do? What would you say you do? Um, okay, so John Sumter and I launched an analyst firm, a research firm, in October of last year. So I, uh, with John, run a startup uh, that researches the intersection points of HR and technology. So behind the veil, when you know, HR... It's no wonder I don't know what you do. You talk nonsense. Yeah. Anyone who says, no, I'm no, at the intersection of this... Anyone who says, I'm at the intersection of this and that, you know, it was interesting once, yeah. 10 years yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah. It's not interesting anymore. Uh, I, I, you enough. said you're an analyst. You said it so quickly, no one could understand a word you're saying. Sure. What do you do? Do Research. you go into a corporation? Let me tell, lead you, okay? Do you go into a corporation, uh, look at their HR processes and their HR software, and recommend better processes and software? Is that what you do, yes or no? We, no. Well, then what do you do? We research what uh, what HR is using, and we report back to both vendors and HR what we found. But we don't make recommendations. That's vendor selection, uh, which a lot of analyst firms or research firms okay, like Okay, so you're, you're a consultant. You just you sell the research. Is that what you do? That's it. Yes, sir. Okay. Indeed. You want to want to give us an idea of the price, or is that secret? Uh, no, it's not secret. It's on the website. It's two thousand dollars a report. Okay, and do you beg people not to, you know, share it with other companies after they buy it from you? You know, generally speaking, people do the right thing. I mean, you can't legislate common sense, but uh, but at the end of the day, if they spent two thousand dollars, they know what they have, and and generally speaking, you know, people do the right thing. So have mm -hmm. we had people do that? Yeah. Yes. Okay. What are your qualifications? Large, no. What are your qualifications for doing that? Uh, qualifications. Oh, good God. Great question. Um, I don't think I have great qualifications. Okay, let's move job. on. Think, How do you get away yeah. with that long hair and scraggly beard? I always figure that when you and Sumser show up at a company with your uh, beards and long hair mm -hmm. and him wearing a beret, they're going to shoot you like at the end of Easy Rider before they let you talk to anybody in yeah. the business. No, not at the end of the day. It's substance over style. And people don't really care about that stuff as much as you think at the, so, at the uh, end so of the day. Recruiter, I love that. The, the third-party third I know that's one of your favorite terms. Go ahead. Yeah, the third-party recruiters listening to this show, we can tell mm -hmm. them, hey, you can look however you want. Go out and visit your client. It doesn't matter, okay? But if you can produce people for them, that's what counts. Is that right? Uh, it is right. At the end of the okay. day, and again, I'm going to keep using that term. What, are you trying to kill day. me? You know, I I'm dealt when people say that. My I have every breaks. one of those terms written down in front of me. I have to cross every one of them. Every one of them, dude. Every I met somebody on the, yeah. uh, on Twitter yesterday. She's going to be a guest in a few weeks. Her name is Marina Baeza Nova. And she asked on Twitter, what's what the criteria that constitutes an online celebrity? You are an online celebrity. What is it? The picture? Why does everybody love you? Well, first of all, I don't think everyone loves me, so let's let's. Just no, everybody them. does. We, uh, I reached out to several people, and they confirmed that they love you. So, so, so four out of five did a survey said. Yeah. Uh, here's the thing. I'm 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 one dimensional. I mean, at the end of the day, both of you guys kind of get this bit. I'm just me. You meet me at a bar, I'm me. You meet me at a conference, me. Speaking at an event, me. On a radio show, me. Here today, me. If, if I'm just going to shoot one way, and I think people like that. So I can, I, I'm a purveyor of the inappropriate. 
uh-huh. I, I curse like a fucking sailor. Like like uh-huh. all of that stuff that people avoid because they want to put a different version of themselves in front of others. Uh-huh. I think I think we're getting to a point where we don't just don't like that. We just want people to be real. And so if anyone likes me, which first first of all I I challenge that at its base. I think it's because I'm just always myself. Uh huh. Then why is there a whole industry of people telling you how to brand yourself and how to mold yourself for interviews? Oh, oh, dude. Awesome question. Gosh. So first of all, I think that's for people that uh, don't either can't be themselves or don't really understand how to get there, Jerry. Uh, and, and animal, I think that, that there's a, there's a bunch of people that just don't know how to get to that place. And so why are there consultants out there? Well, there's only consultants out there because there's a need or a perceived need. And again, I think until you're really comfortable in your own skin, you can't be authentic. You're never going to be authentic until you're just comfortable. And like uh-huh. Jerry had a birthday yesterday. He stood uh-huh. in front of the mirror. And, yeah, he, and, and, at, and at one point, you get comfortable with your own warts, the things that hold you back, all your idiosyncratic. Yeah. Behavior. Naked, drunken, slumped over a yeah. bottle, staring into a mirror, cursing right. okay. the day I was okay. born. Okay, you know what? Before Thank you carry this too far, I think you're wrong. I think you're wrong. If you went out to an interview looking like you do and swore like you swear, no mm. one would hire you, okay? That's true. That's well, you'll see. But point, point here being uh, Tin Cup has not been hired by anybody in years. That's He's perfect. not looking to be hired, Animal. Okay, That's well, he's, he's, looking to, he's looking to get in the door. Maybe, maybe. okay, let's well, move on. Do they want in the door? They call him, no, dude. Is, is it also an expression of power? You know, I'm good enough at what I do that I don't care yeah, what your perception people. of me based on my image. Yeah, okay, let's That's move right. on, okay? I got a related question, okay? Here's the question. Oh, is, that was a reasonable topic. No, well, God. come back. Let I'm me come back. I'm in charge of the show. This is a crock of show at the end, not the beginning. I got some questions, and I had to work hard because I can't ask my standard. I can't ask my standard recruiting questions to you. I had to think of something else. Okay, this is the question. Hold on, hold on. You probably can because the answers are going to be the same. William, how many people did you recruit from LinkedIn last year? (laughs) Zero. There you go. The question is Twitter. Standard answer. Twitter, not LinkedIn. (laughs) Twitter, Jerry. You can't even ask the question right. Okay. What's the difference? Zero. Okay. Here, here. Facebook, zero. Well, Facebook. Look at me. Twitter. Look at me. Look at me. Look at me. Okay. Is speaking at con- at a conference worthwhile? And here I have a story before you get to answer the question. Okay. Uh, you link to an article from your Twitter page to an article by Tim Sackett, the famous Tim Sackett Recruiting Animal Award guy. winner, in which he confesses yep. that he has a very domineering mother, and he used to work for her. In fact, now he runs her recruiting agency, okay? And he describes himself in a very degrading way. You know, he's under the thumb of his mom and his wife. But then, he, that's just a setup, because he surprises us at are, the end. Are, we all? are you listening to me, or are you talking to somebody else? No, no, I'm, he I'm said, right here with you, he bro. Says, he says he agreed to speak at an SHRM, a Shurim conference in Chicago, and his mother told him, hey, dummy, you're just wasting your time. It's taking you away from the phone. And she wouldn't even buy a ticket to see him, but she just walked in. She's very bossy, I guess. And he said, once you have that kind of manner, people are afraid to ask you questions. So she just walked in the door, sat at the back. After his talk, all kinds of people lined up to speak to him, and those are the same senior corporate HR people that his mother has been begging 
to speak to for years. So that was his screw you, Mom. Okay. So something went right for Tim. He's running a staffing agency. He spoke in front of uh, an HR conference. And his mother, who's very pushy and successful, he beat her. So is it worthwhile? Sounds like it is to me. How does a recruiter get one of those gigs? Well, first of all, you got to understand the speaking game. So you can use HR Marketer to understand where the speaking events are, what the deadlines are, what the process to submit. you got to have something compelling to say so it's not enough to just want to speak. Like, I, I want to go and meet the president, so who gives a shit if I want to meet the president? You've got to have something compelling to say in front of an audience. And then you've got to work that process. It's it's an actual very easy process to work, but you got to be compelling. You got to get up on stage. You got to practice. You got to understand communication, how to connect with an audience, and, and you got to have something to say. I mean, it's not enough just to stand like in front what? of an audience. Like what? Like what? Well, well, the things that you and Jerry forget on a daily basis are compelling to other people. You just don't realize it. You guys are so close to it. You don't realize that just all the, the knowledge that you have that you've lost about We're just burning through it, aren't we? You're just burning through it. An audience could, an audience could love that, but, but again, you've got to then find it, channel it, get up on stage, and it's got to be the right audience. So yeah. So one question: Is it worth it? Yes, if it's the right audience. B, you got to practice and you got to work a process. But I, I love speaking in front of an audience, but I do it more for sport. So I don't do it for business development, whereas I think like a Jennifer McClure, who does this really well, she does it for business development, and she's probably one of the best at it. I do it for comedy. One of the things that's broken in me is that I wish I were a comic. I wish I had the balls to get up in front of an audience and be a stand-up comic. I don't. So I use speaking as a way to channel that. Yeah, that's, that's baloney, okay? That's, you do it to get business, and I bet you people, there's all kinds of HR groupies running up to you after your, sh- after your show. Am I right or wrong about that? They, they are, but, but again, and I don't want to tell you you're wrong. Are there HR wrong. groupies? Well, no, there's people with questions. So, again, if you talk to an oh, audience. Oh, not like hobbies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. No, no, no one's, no one's going to the green Green room, belongs right. white white M&Ms. No, that's yeah, but, uh, uh, you know, hold on. The job board doctor is right. He says, William Tinkup is sucking up to Jerry and the animal. That's a kiss of death for the show. Watch your step, okay? My people know, okay? They know what's going on. Okay, oh, okay. animal is monologuing. Yeah. You know what? It's good when I monologue. At least there's something to talk about. It means I prepared. Okay, does I've anybody have things. anything to say to him? We heard his I've baloney got, story that he's an I've artist my, who just speaks at I've conferences got, for fun, not to get business. Does anybody want to comment? I've got, five I've got five things. If you're ready, I'm ready, and they're all about recruiting. If you're ready. Are you ready? About what? I've got five things I want to... You're fading out. Can anybody hear him? I can. He's got five things. They're all about yeah. recruiting. And he wants yeah. to know, are you ready? Are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Go ahead. All right. One, recruiters perform illegal acts and tasks every single day. All day and long, sh- absolutely. And they should. Current laws are stupid. It's their job to find the best talent for their companies, period. I'm saying, number one, recruiters should break the law. Well, that's what we're paid to do. That's exactly what you're – you're on this planet to break the law. Exactly. Okay. One, two – the numbers game in recruiting is stupid. It doesn't Hold on matter a second. How many... Are you going to tell us how we break the law? Come on. 
Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, all the social. So, first of all, if you find a candidate that you like, how'd you find them? Generally speaking, you saw their photo, you saw something about them that breaks uh, the law. You're not supposed to know any of that stuff, their religious beliefs, uh, whether or not they had an affair, their their divorces, uh, uh, whether or not they were part of the bong club in college. None of that shit is legal, but every single sorcerer and recruiter that does makes it. makes absolutely no steps. interest. Uh, Jerry, that doesn't figure in your, your recruiting at all, does it? It, it obviously it does subliminally, absolutely. I'll I'll, I'll take a look at somebody's LinkedIn photo, and if he looks like a freak, yep, bam, done. Gone. If he looks Moving if on. he looks like if he looks like yeah, William sorry. Tincup, if he looks like <laughs> William Tincup, you know what no. he told me you look like, Jerry. Tell 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 him what you told me he looks like. A koala bear. <laughs> <laughs> Alejandro, are you there? Alejandro, I'm here. Alex. I'm here. What's up? Yeah. You break the law every day. I I do things for my on my clients' behalf that they're not prepared to do. Oh, okay. Okay. Anybody else want to comment on that law breaking thing? Incriminate yourself on air? No, it's no? not about breaking the law. It's about allowing our instincts to guide us home. Okay. Next yeah, we're here to make money. There's a difference. Next, I mean, that's the truth of it. So, next next topic, topic, the numbers game in recruiting is stupid. doesn't matter how many people apply to your open position. It only matters if they're the right people. Too much waste, both by recruiters falling along with numbers and also candidates. I'm going to go ahead and take candidates to task for a moment. Applying to 100 jobs is stupid. Apply to the fucking jobs that you really, really want, and only those, nothing else. But recruiters and candidates both fail here because they play a numbers game, and the numbers game creates a massive amount of waste for everybody, and it's stupid. Okay, next question. Next one. Yeah, that was irrelevant. That was an HR, HR, yeah, HR promo stuff. deal. Go ahead. Go ahead. Third, recruiting process is more important than recruiting technology. Always. And recruiting process is like a fingerprint. Highly personalized to the organization, the values, the culture, the job, etc. You're boring me now. And, You're boring me. Okay, yeah, we'll give you that. What's number four? What's a recruiting process? process? What do you mean? What do you mean? What's a recruiting process? How the hell you do something? How you do something? How you do something, whether or not it's written down or not, okay? Uh Uh But Uh that can always get better. Okay, here's what you said. Here's what what you said. Here's what you wrote to me or something like that. I don't know where I got it. You can put crappy software on a solid recruiting process and still win, but not the opposite. But listen – I I read an article by Tim Sackett again. He said the key interval, that's your company, right? A rising HR analyst firm, they came out with some dynamic research recently that showed that 76% of HR and talent pros actually don't mind the HR software they're using. There is no crappy software. This is a phony argument you're, you're making up. Well, I think it's what, what I'm saying is that the process that are underneath technology is always more important than the technology. Take Main Sequence, our PC recruiter, uh, Martin's firm. Great, great technology, but at the end of the day, that technology is beloved by the you know people. What? That use you know what? You know, you you look like a, a, an artsy kind of a guy. Somebody who's creative like you, that kind of bent, mm-hmm. should not want to say. I shouldn't have to police you. You shouldn't want to say at the end of the day. It just lowers the the vibe. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you know I'm just crossing words off a list, right? Yeah, right. All right. Okay. Number four. In the future, 
Recruiting will mostly be done by technology sitting on great process. Humans will be involved, but only as quality control. Today, humans think that science is not as good as, in, as, good as instinct. It's a lame justification for being. Yeah, you know what? You're not making a speech in front of an HR group today. You don't get that, okay? I've got to tell you right away. But you've got a topic there. Job matching software. Is this going to happen? I asked a guy. I was inspired about this by, you know, a friend of yours. Doesn't like it when I mention his name in association with this topic, so I'll leave him out. You know, everybody's so touchy. Anyway, look, there's going to be, as far as I understand, and I think some, you know, there's some stuff already that does it. You, you write up a job description. You post it on the Internet. Software goes out and scans not just LinkedIn, scans the whole Internet looking for people who might match the description in the, in the job, you know, for the job. It sends them an email. It says, are you interested in this position? If you're interested, fill out this form. They go, they fill out an online survey for or application or whatever it is. It, it's automatically processed. They get another uh, follow-up. Uh, for an interview or something like that, there's no uh, for a vi- you know video interview. There's really no phone call except that interview. Uh, is that going to happen? I think it's already happened. I think it's happening in the better companies. Assessments, background checks, all of that stuff that you can do skills without any without be... any recruiters. My point is, there's no yeah. recruiters. The internet has all the admin and all the connecting and all that stuff. All Sourcing the inefficiency. Because let's be honest. Recruiters are very inefficient. So the inefficiency is taken out of the system with technology. The technology sits on a process. So at the end is of the it, day, recruiters it, are hold on. more on. I got a question here. Is it a question of inefficiency is removed, or is it that the high-touch, high-skill work of actually engaging with people is left to the recruiters to make them more productive? That's exactly right. They're, Hold they're on. more important fish than the dogs, Fish Dogs is commenting. He says, job matching software already exists. Okay. Uh, are you on the line, Fish Dogs? I mean, what are you telling me for? I, I am here. Okay, so what are we talking about? Yeah, so like William Welcome saying, Fish Dogs! Hey, hey Fish Dogs. <laughs> there are plenty of tools out there that already uh, scan the, the, the web for matching candidates. And, in fact, um, all the dating tools are starting to come into this. Uh, match and... Uh, other companies are going to literally create software that matches candidates with hiring manager personalities. This stuff is already uh, happening in a lot of companies, but the recruiter is still required. There's still a human touch Mm -hmm. at some point in the process. They're more important because at the end of the day, they do the high touch. They make it's quality control. They do the job that they should do at the very end of the process to make sure is 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 this the right person? Based on everything they've went through the gauntlet, they've passed. I've got two people. Which one is the better fit? That's a human decision. Okay, so it's what you're saying? No, 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 no. What you're saying is that the software does all the sourcing, and then the recruiter just takes a look to see if uh, which one of those people who are sourced are are really good. Is that it? Yeah, and, and again, just sourcing is not – finding the talent is one bit. I think then you go through screening, assessments, skills testing, all the other – the gauntlet of that stuff. And then, then finally, finally, at the very end, it yeah. comes to the recruiter. Look, if someone right. makes it through all that stuff, why not send them straight for an interview unless, you know, you guys are just really talking science fiction. It can be done, but it's not done very effectively. I mean, you're saying recruiters aren't efficient. Maybe this software isn't very efficient either. Isn't that a possibility? 
yeah. I think, Absolutely. The process could be wrong. Most, the technology could be wrong. Yeah. Sorry, Craig. Go ahead. No, it's okay. I think the thing that most corporate recruiters don't do very well is search their own database, A, and uh, look at their actual, what we're calling a talent community now, B. They literally rely on this software to stack rank who's available and who's matching keywords, and, and that's it. Uh, so there is too much reliance on this software, if you ask me, and there should be uh, more human interaction and more human thought. If you what, are the, look at, what are the names of the software? Matching, well, you say you know. What are we talking about? What programs? What, what's the names of these things? Well, so Findly has all kinds of tools for this, for instance. Uh, okay. It's a pretty good you know, group of tools, and it's one of the companies that just buys tools that will – Jump out and do stack ranked assessments. Are you getting a kickback? Are you getting a kickback for mentioning their name on this show? <laughs> no, I am not an advisor to finally. That is a uh, great I do question. Great question. Michael, I got one real quickly. And again, nothing attached to them, no financial commitment, but it's a company out of the UK called Workshape.io. And it's a techno. It's a, uh, that's it's, Hung it's, Lee. That's Hung Lee. Our that buddy is, Hung that's, Lee. That's Hung Lee. That's right. What I, what I love about this technology is it asks, tech, it, it asks technologists, how do you want to spend your time? What development languages do you want to work in? And then what it does is it matches that to the hiring manager that wants that same fit of time and languages, and then it opens up communication, double opt-in, at that point when they've already agreed on how I'd like to spend my time and what development languages. That type of technology already exists. And we're going to get more of that technology, not less. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. That's, you know, I am involved with Talent Browser, right? And that's what they're doing. They're taking away the uh, the glut of resumes that aren't qualified and sort of giving you a stack rank so that you can look at, you know, hey, let me contact the people who are most qualified on paper. The whole idea is... The, you you gotta you gotta streamline the process so that people who really do uh, know what they're doing can do what they do best. They can talk to people. That's what it is. Technology is a tool. It's an yeah, aid okay, of. Okay, but people okay. are still Don't doing the wordy. Don't get wordy on me. Don't get Whatever. wordy on me, Alex. Okay. Look, is anybody else on Twitter with great ideas, but they're also on the line, but they're talking to me only on Twitter and, and won't say a peep while they're here? Anybody? I don't see anybody talking to you on Twitter. Okay, well, Jerry, maybe you're blind, okay? How did I know that that Craig Fisher was talking to me? Let me take a break here. William Tincup, if people want to find you online, where will they go? Just go to William Tincup, at William Tincup on Twitter. It also links to uh, to Instagram. My favorite actual social technology is Instagram. Uh, But, man, seriously, you put my name in Google and uh, I can't run. What's your company called? What's your company called? Key, key interval. interval. Don't say it so fast. Key interval. Uh, hold on key a second. He has to say it fast. There's no space between the words. It's one word, key, right. interval. key interval. Come on, yeah, dude. Okay. No, you know you're what, Jared, If you want people not to understand it, say it your way, okay? <laughs> I'm saying it the way it's spelled. Am, am I right, <laughs> Ten Cup, or not? You are. You're right. It's the key and the interval, the two most important parts of a map. And that's what John and I are trying to do is match yeah, stuff. too esoteric for me. Fish dogs, where will right, people you find you? Fish dogs, where will people find you? Uh, fishdogs.com is a great place to find everything about Craig Fisher or about me slash. And what are you doing now? I always now yeah. I just think of you as a cool tools guy. 
Recently engaged. Recently engaged, Craig Fisher. Yeah, that's congratulations. Right. Engaged. Thank yep. you. Uh, well, so a couple of things. I still can, can I ask something about any... the engagement? Yeah. Absolutely. Does this mean we're no longer going to see all the wonderful Craig Fish Dogs bikini pictures from your summer Check vacations that. during your <laughs> bachelor <laughs> days? Bill Borman. Wait a second. Yeah. I'm asking for a Bill. friend. Bill Borman. There's going to be pictures. Okay. <laughs> Wait a second. I'm, I'm opening Bill Borman because he wants to attack. But there's a noise, Bill Borman. I opened your line before. I heard a whooshing sound. I don't like whooshing sounds, so I closed it again. But if you've got something to attack our guest with, go ahead. Hey, sir. Hi, hi, hi William. Um, hey, Bill. I think you've I think you've got your analysis on the high touch being in the end of the process and the sourcing being automated completely the wrong way round. All right, bring it. Completely the wrong way round. I think what we what we're seeing in terms of the technology that we've got is the sourcing is going to be the sourcing end is going to be the human end, which, which is geared around the assessment, selection, and shortlisting, and the automated piece is going to come in the second part, which is going to go away from recruiters and into hiring manager process. So I think to look on it as the sourcing end being completely automated is really looking at it the, the wrong way around in terms of the tech we've got. Yeah, I think well, fair enough. That could be. I mean, we're dealing with reality of a future, and we could have alternate stories that happen, and 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 you could have people there and more people there. But right now, it uh, finding the people again, it just depends on what the future looks like. If it's harder to find people, then you need more humans there, and maybe less technology. If it becomes easier to find people for whatever reason that we can't control. Oh, hold on. I thought Bill Borman was famous for using uh, uh, software to scan uh, Facebook for waiters and wait- waiters and waitresses for uh, uh, Hard Rock <laughs> Cafe. And everything else, uh, and, and developers, but to bring people in that, rec- that at, at the point when they're attracted, which is the branding end, you need, you need the recruiters involved in the sourcing assessment and shortlisting. Um, I, w- I would go as far to say it's the recruiters who are going to disappear and the sources who are going to be kings. Uh-huh. Okay, Bill, I have a question for you. Now that you're not wishing anymore, were you inspired to adopt your shaggy look by our friend here, William Tinkup? I think he was there before you. I, that, it, it, it started with my memo that I couldn't be bothered to shave, but I was very happy to go with the Tinkup look. I stole the hat from uh-huh. Jerry. I, you, you know, personally, I, I, I don't think it think may I... be a ponytail from Sums of next. I always loved hippies and beatniks, but I don't think it serves you. Now, it suits you, maybe because I met you first, as you were the only guy in the room wearing a suit, okay? And, and, yeah, and now, now everybody you... else is wearing a suit, and I'm the only one not in a suit. Well, so they're not wearing suits. Really they're dressed normally, and, and you dress like a, uh, a rubby. But uh, anyway, uh, let's, <laughs> let's move on. I want to ask, okay, Bill Borman, if someone wants to find you, what's the best place these days? You used to love Twitter, Facebook. but you're not there much anymore. No, I I I I move I move Twitter as you've got William on 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 the show. Tinkup broke Twitter. <laughs> he kind of did. You, you want to tell us? To I don't care. You want to tell us where you are or not? Yeah, where do you Facebook, find you? Find hey, hey, animal, animal, find, animal, find, animal. Find, animal. Find, find me on Facebook Porn, or LinkedIn. Pornhub.com is not an answer. Yeah, animal so relax, Facebook, man. Facebook, LinkedIn, or um, at a true conference near you. Okay, just what? put Bill Borman in LinkedIn. Okay, Alex, yeah. Alex, you know you're what you're at. Money. I love Alex. Yeah. I've only known him for about a year, Alejandro. If someone yeah. wants to find you online, where should they go? For business wise or social, whatever you want us to give us. 
well, LinkedIn. I mean, my Twitter profile has connections to my. Oh, your LinkedIn, LinkedIn. But how do they well. spell your name? I mean, that's confusing, isn't Jeez. it? Jeez. Come on now. Help us a lot. Yeah, yeah, you know what? I, how do you spell I, I, I can't help you. Yeah, okay, exactly. It. I mean, it's T R G Alejandro. T R G Alejandro. Kathy at Kathy Manis on Twitter. She's not there much anymore. Anybody else yeah. who who's on the line who wants to say how to find them? Animal, don't you find it interesting how nearly all of us uh, recruiting stars that you're talking about, you have to add, but they're not on Twitter much anymore. William Tinkup, what's your take on that? William Tinkup, what's your take on that? Twitter blows, man. I was never on Twitter. I'm only on Twitter when your show comes on. That is it. Me too. Me too. William Tinkup, what's your take on Twitter? Um, first of all, I use the, the all of those mediums different than, than everybody on the call. I think it's highly personalized. If you're beaten with the technology, stop using it. If, <laughs> you know, like, like at the end of the day, if you want to use Twitter, Jesus Christ, don't. stop saying don't. that, will you? At the end of the day, dude, I've, I've said it 12 times. <laughs> hey. I've got to get to 25. I hope somebody will, at the end of the day, shut Bullhorn off. <laughs> Bullhorn has ruined Twitter for me. Good jobs. Okay, okay. William Tinkup, William Tinkup, I got an important question for you. I've been reading, in fact, I actually read the articles about the Zappos model of recruiting. This is how I understand that crap. This is how I understand it. They they don't want to turn you know give anybody a bad taste. They, so they <laughs> they don't want to reject anybody. William, can you hear me? William, can you hear me? I can't. I can't. I'm ready. Are you ready? Zappos. Zappos. Low-key Jerry is interfering. Zappos doesn't want to give anybody a bad feeling about their company, so they they don't want to reject anybody for a job. So they say, okay, we're not posting job orders. You can just join us to be a part of our family. So everybody joins, but then when you join, they look at the data you've given them, and they separate the good guys from the bad guys. They put everybody on the mailing list, but the only people they approach with jobs are the good guys. So it's kind of, and they call it relationship building. It's kind of a sneaky way to be everybody's buddy. Am I right about that? It's genius uh, in, in that they don't hire that many people. So first of all, you're not dealing with Google Glass to hire 900 people in a year or whatever. They're hiring a limited number of people. So they cut their media costs by not doing jobs and spending money with CareerBuilder or LinkedIn or Monster or whatever, by creating a community. And then they want to make sure you're serious and if they're serious about you. Craig referred to it as talent communities. They we called a lot of different things. But I'll tell you the disconnect that they haven't made yet that I hope that they will at one point is connecting the Zappos profile. So if you buy stuff from Zappos, uh, they don't have a connection between your uh, employment candidacy and inside Zappos profile and whether or not you buy stuff from them. And so I think there's a missed opportunity from consumer brands that at the end of the day, if you like Patagonia and you buy a ton of Patagonia and you're in the talent community of Patagonia, I want to know that. As a recruiter and as a hiring manager, I want to know that you're a consumer of our stuff. What does it mean to be in the talent community? What does it mean to be in the talent community of Patagonia? You're on their mailing list, your email list? Well, I was using that as a reference to Inside Zappos. Any of the consumer brands. 
PepsiCo, uh, Taco uh-huh. Bell, who gives a... The, the Let's thing talk is, about I Inside Zappos. Let's talk about Inside okay. Zappos. What really is involved? They send this you some mail. This is where I hang up. No, don't hang up. Zappos, come on, man. Okay, let me ask. I just want to clarify something. Are we hearing way too much about Zappos? Is Zappos just great at promoting themselves? Clearly. Yeah. Who gives a shit about Zappos? Can I be the first to say that? I rarely cuss in public. Who cares? You got 20 minutes to bring it home, man. 20 minutes. Hey, hey, Jerry's right. Zappos was for Zappos. The problem with Zappos being very good at promoting themselves is you have people that think that that stuff will work for them. And that's the worst thing in the world, that someone can go to a conference, read a book, and all of a sudden bring all that baggage back to their company, and that stuff doesn't work for them because they're not Zappos. The only place that that works, and it barely works for them, is at Zappos. So I'm with Jerry on this one. Fuck Zappos. What they do, I you know. Uh, I hold it. I didn't say f Zappos. I said who gives an f. <laughs> I like to did. I like to temper my personal brand with that quote. Hey, Sorry. You did that in you did that in private. You didn't do it publicly. Yes. Free show. Oh, you ought to hear me in private. Not tear uh-huh. these people up. Uh-huh. Okay, Chris Dunn, the HR capitalist. He said that hiring managers are full of bias, just like everybody else. And they don't like candidates who don't seem to be like them. They don't think like them. They don't act like them. Or that's their impression. Okay? They don't want to tell the recruiter that truth, that they've, they're biased. So they use a, a term they can get away with, a vague, nebulous, meaningless term like fit. They say, oh, he's not a fit. And, and, and Chris Dunn says, when someone says that to you, half the time it's not true. They're hiding something. Don't let them get away with it. Do you agree? Agreed. All recruiters are biased. All. A-L-L, Jerry. The better the recruiter, the more she or he understands their own biases. Understanding being comfortable doing something, doing something that isn't consistent with a known bias is an example of great recruiting. So I agree wholeheartedly with Chris. I think that the more you understand your own biases, yeah, the you, more you're you didn't understand what Chris said. Chris said the hiring manager is biased, and they're gonna. And I believe you know the recruiters are less biased. Recruiters are desperate to get somebody in place, and they're biased. Now, lame lame recruiters are, and and, and your customers can tell it. What's that, Sorry, Kathy? Kathy? I don't want to talk uh, over anybody. What? What did you say, Kathy? Kathy. Kathy. The politically correct term is they're not a cultural fit. So define right. that for me. Well, well we're not going to define it. We're not going to define it. What I want to know is, what do you say to the hiring manager, William Tincup, who says that to you? He says, don't let them get away with it. What do you say? I'm not going to accept that baloney from you. You tell me exactly why you don't like this guy. Is that what you say? What you're, happened? You're, you're striking on a great nerve because at the end of the day, it's a, it's a communication breakdown between hiring manager and recruiter. And you're who trying serves to make me who? hate you. No, fuck that. Here's no, you got to go with it. If you serve he's unconventional. The, you're the recruiter. No, if you're the recruiter and you serve the hiring manager – and they don't like the person because they don't shop at the same stores or whatever reason, whether or not they tell you or not, who cares? You serve them. If you oh, don't boy. serve them and you have a partnership with them, then you drive at that and say, well, why don't they fit? Come on. It's just us. Why don't they fit? You can't see yourself having a beer with them? 
you don't like them because they didn't go to the right school? Like, get to the point so that I don't serve up the wrong people to you. Let me understand your biases. But you can only do that in a partnership. If you serve them, at the end of the day, they win. <laughs> yeah. You know yeah. what? If they give you someone who's hard to find, with technical skills, with is hard to find, and you, you, you struggle to find somebody like that, and you come back and they say, not a cultural fit, say, I'm going to chop your head off, okay? Send me to jail. Call the cops. But you're finished, okay? I am not going out there looking for someone who wears the right clothes or who's skinny enough to, you know, for you to hire. Don't give me that baloney, okay? That's it. Anybody else want to comment on that before I move on? Not one person. There's a lot of people here. Nobody's got a comment. Dude, you, you have to work for the person that's going to send you a check. And to right. pretend like you're going to do battle with this person yeah. on okay, some moral you, principle you know alone, just, good luck. Jerry. Good luck, Jerry, man. You, this is the Wild West out here. It still is. Hold on a second. Is Bill Borman calling from a, a, a biplane or something like that? I mean, like an airport. Oh, <laughs> yeah, nice. The Red Baron. Love it. Well, I've got a comment on this man, hiring manager thing, Animal. Go. If you're smart, when the hiring manager says they're not a cultural fit, don't try to explain back how the candidate fits the job. Try to explain to the manager the ways the candidate is like the manager. Hiring managers mm. want to hire mirrors, and it's just human nature. Okay. Yeah, that's selling. Now Craig's being persuasive. He's changed the game. Because he's saying it's the recruiter's job to sell. You know what? Okay, I got to tell well, you. Wait a minute. Hold on. Is the person? You would only hear that the person isn't a cultural fit after an interview. After your you're not going to hear that before the interview. Right. So it's going to be after the interview when the manager's already made up his mind. Hey, he and I or she and I don't get along. Not a cultural fit. You're not ever one time out of a thousand going to change cultural fit after an interview. They don't like the person. He's a slob. He's a pig. It's the other way around. It's the other way around. We hear more about um, hiring managers persuading themselves that somebody is the right candidate, although culturally they're not going to fit when that cultural decision is made at the end of the process. It's the wrong time to do it. Uh, You're you're a contrarian, and I don't agree with you, Bill. I'm not even sure what you said there, Bill, and I don't think it was the accent. (laughs) Yeah, no, no, so uh, in in process at the moment, that decision about whether somebody is a fit is made at the end of the process. It's made in one of the final interviews. If you've got someone who is bang on the spec in terms of skills and experience, it becomes very difficult to persuade yourself they're not going to fear. And as a result, you make okay. a hire of somebody who's just not going is to Mike work Cox out on the line? Is Michael Cox on the line, or is he just on Twitter? Get him, Mike. I'm on the line. <clears throat> okay, you're the guy. Okay, he's a, he's a corporate recruiting manager in a company with 500 people. First, I have to say, Kathy Manis, yes, you're trying to guilt me to death on Twitter. Sorry, I cut you off. But <laughs> what cultural uh, what cultural fit means, let's define it. You know, that's a five-minute or ten-minute detour that I just didn't want to take at that time, okay? Go ahead, guilt me. I can you handle it. 45 minutes. Jeez. Well, okay, That's Blake. Not, not what I was saying. I wasn't okay. asking you to define it's it. Better to talk about that. Say, let me just come back to you, Kathy. And oh, Blake Cannon, uh, Blake Cannon's been complaining wow. the whole show that low-key Jerry somehow disappeared, and high-key Jerry yeah. is back in full force. Okay. Yay! I like to later. 
Force of personality, baby. Michael Cox. Michael Cox. Happy birthday, Jerry. Animal, you don't understand what what it, how hard it is to tame down an alpha male personality. Okay, you you don't have a clue about. It. Okay? Michael I'm Cox. I'm doing my best. Michael Cox, are but you with hard. me? Mike yes, Cox. man. Let's say something. Okay. Let's say. Uh, do you agree? Do you agree? Oh, I'm going to give you a list. Listen to the list first. Hiring managers oh, are biased, and they use these fake answers about cultural fit. To, to push away candidates that they're just biased against. That's number one. If it's true, can a recruiter, especially like a guy like you, come back and say, you know what, I'm not going to take that from you. You tell me exactly what's wrong. I busted my ass getting this guy. Number three, Bill Borman says that the hiring managers, on the contrary, are eager to hire, and they'll overlook cultural fit issues, uh, mismatches, and you have to help them realize it. These are two... Uh, Opposed points of view. What's the truth from your personal experience? Uh, yes, hiring managers will use uh, bullshit responses. Um, yes, a strong hiring or, or recruiter has to push back. Um, otherwise, the team can become just you know a bunch of nodding heads, um, and, and you you risk just uh, a homogeneous. Uh, a team. I, I'm always talking about sales executives. So, um, so, hiring managers want to hire the same thing that they see themselves as. Uh, I've got a hiring manager that always wants to hire athletes because he thinks he can yell at them, and that's the way to to manage people. Uh, so that's I so have true. to push back so and true. let them know that you know that's ridiculous, and and we have to have a slightly more intelligent approach at how we're going to hire a successful team. So Bill Borman is wrong then. Back on um, interview panels, like let's say you're in on an interview day and you hear this final decision from a panel that interviewed a single candidate and they come up with this cultural fit. Um, I have an answer. Go ahead. I've been on, I've been on hiring panels. You have to be careful how you um, stack that panel. If, you're, yeah. if, you're, if it's A players, it's it, it, Kathy, and I believe it's Kathy. If this is if it's A players, they want the best. If it's a B, C, D players, they're knocking the person. If they're great and they're in their interview, that becomes a firing line of them finding ways to not have that person enter the firm because they don't want A players. If it's A players on your interview panel, they're going to hire A players because that's what A players do. They, well, they're going to want A players. We can't afford a team of ten A players in in a in a single geography. Hmm. That's big. they're going to require a base salary and on-target earnings, a guarantee on on-target earnings that most organizations can't afford an entire team of. It's yeah, just not you, possible. They, they, so, so again, the uh, the the myth. You've got to stack the panel with wise people or coach them. But let me ask Michael Cox another final question here. What you said, you said you've got a sales uh, director or a VP who likes to yell at people, you know, like they do on the football field. So he only wants to hire people like that. And here, I'm going to argue Jerry's point of view. Sorry, I, I can't believe it. But you're right. going you, to say, look, dummy, you can't run your office like that. But that's the guy, way the guy likes to work. Why force him, you know, why for a square peg into a round hole? I don't get it. What's the logic there? Uh, it was a sales manager and... You can't do that because we can't afford the litigation that would come with such behavior. 
Well, you're not high. He's not. He's not being uh, biased on a, a racial for racial purposes. He likes people who were Eagle Scouts or on the football team in high school. That's not illegal. There's, there's hey, no, it's not them. illegal. But if you start yelling at people and and screaming at people, there are going to be repercussions. Okay, that's and a regardless issue. of what you thought this guy could take because he played tight end in high school, doesn't mean that that's the way you're going to be able to treat him in this new environment that you know doesn't have a mouthpiece. Okay. Bill Borman, we these guys are all against what you said. Do you want one come back on that? Yeah, I mean, the best interview process I saw I've seen was at Twitter where they have five people interviewed for 20 minutes each. When I asked them how they managed to assemble um, such a successful team in many ways, they've said the real reason is they became good at saying no to brilliant assholes. And in their first few years, they were hiring people who were great fits in terms of skills and experience, but were just never going to work out in Twitter. Okay, but what you said before, what you said before was that the uh, the hiring managers they want to overlook cultural issues, and the recruiters have to remind them that they're important. Is that what you're saying? I, I, I had it for year, I had it for years hiring recruit running a recruiting firm hiring recruiters. If someone was a big biller. We would ignore the fact that they wouldn't fit into the team or the environment. Or and the what does it mean when you say this is maybe addressing Kathy's issue? What does it mean when you say they won't fit in the team? People are just just not going to get on. Either they've got they've got different beliefs, different ways of doing business, biases, um, different yeah, di- dis- diff- different biases. That, that there's obvious things that say this. And how is do you uncover those? Place. How do you uncover those? For instance, if you like shouting at your staff like Mike's sales manager does, how are you going to find that out before you hire them? No, he doesn't yeah, do that anymore. Yeah, or, really, my thought on Michael is that, that it's the wrong problem that really you should be looking at sacking firing the manager. But Because that, it, it's a different problem. That isn't a recruiting problem. That's a, that, that's a management issue. Okay. Okay, now here's something, uh, a, a question. Uh, William, do you have anything? Does anybody else have anything they want to say? No. Okay. Okay, Tim Sackett, I'm coming back to him. He seems to be a buddy of yours. He said, HR people are so stupid, they don't understand that adding five additional steps to a process doesn't make it simpler. Does that make sense to you? Well, I love, I love Tim, but I don't love the sentiment of tearing HR apart at all on any level because I, I think it's lazy content to tell people that they're stupid. So so I love Tim. He's actually one of my friends. But I don't Sounds like, like on any fucking level tearing people down to make yourself feel smarter. Uh, can HR be better? Yeah, but so can operations, so can marketing, so can sales, so can everybody else. Uh, but I think it's lazy of people, Tim and Okay, okay, I got the answer. Don't overtalk. Don't overtalk. Okay, uh, Martin Burns says. Martin Burns says he thinks his big brand company, PwC, is doing neat things in corporate recruiting. Does William agree? And what about the other big brand corporations? Are, are, the only the reason that PwC would be doing anything remotely interesting is because of Martin. The, the thing is, is all of those folks have to get nimble and, and lean to recruit talent. So, so imagine being on Silicon Valley and having to recruit engineers. What a pain in the ass that would be. Uh, Truth is, is right? So, 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 but 
they're not recruiting right now. The challenge isn't just in Silicon Valley. It's Wall Street. Wall Street's woken up, and all those investments, all those investment banks have woken up to realize that they're actually technology firms. And so they're in the hunt for the same engineers. So it's hard. It's hard for everybody to fight over the same position. So PwC, are they doing creative shit? Yeah, I would imagine so. Mostly because of Martin. He's Deloitte. Okay, you didn't say anything for five minutes. Using internal databases, I'm always amazed by this. This is uh, <laughs> the, one, the one thing that none of us in recruiting and talent acquisition do well is mine our own internal databases. You put a candidate in there two years ago, and they haven't touched him since until a third-party recruiter submits a candidate, then these guys say, oh, we got him already. We're not going to pay you. What's the story there? It's worse than that because you're not even going back into internal positions or internal candidates for that position. So Why, both are they the ATS, stupid? What's going on with them? Tim, no, Tim, I don't, Tim I don't Sack, think it's right. I think the moment that they go in an ATS is the moment that they're dead to you. And so no one goes backwards for the same people. Uh, for the same reason people aren't reflective. They don't go backwards. So the reason that people don't go and mine their ATS is it because they're lazy or stupid or drunk or whatever. It's because they're going forward, what they believe is forward. So they don't use the ATS as it should be used, unintended consequence, and they don't look at internal candidates, the damn talent pool of inside the company. They don't do that either because it's not in their interests. So candidates that could be at Okay, you, you know what? You talk too much, okay? What, what does a third-party recruiter do when they haul this guy out after you submitted him or her? You say, I know you guys up? never look in the database. You know, I, I did all the work here. Don't give me that crap. Is that what you say? Yeah, you did do all the work. Okay. Just look, somebody's in an ATS. Who cares? It's just a name okay, in the database. Hold on. I got some housekeeping. Jerry, is there an after show today after so many weeks? Absolutely. Okay. William a real mellow. William Kingcup. I've enjoyed having you. It was much better than I expected. Bill Borman, Fish Dogs, Superstars, Michael Cox, Andrew, I mean, Alex, thanks for calling in. Any last words, William Tincup, to tell us? I appreciate, your, uh, I appreciate your lowered expectations, and yeah. I'm glad that we went over them. Yeah, great. Good idea. Okay. William Tincup, thank you! My goodness. Hey, who's still here? Hey, happy I'm birthday, still Jerry. Jerry. Hey, Bill. Okay, we got Bill. He's yeah, happy college. birthday, buddy. Hey, thanks, man. Thank you. I'm hey, turning Jerry, it into an all-week event. Do you, do you get all the ARP? You got the ARP newsletters? Are you signed up? All of it. All of it. Absolutely. All right, so Bill's still here. Hey, uh, Blake, are you here? Yes. All right. Fish dogs? Yo. I can uh, only have so much vodka. Indeed. <laughs> hey, animal, you got you got to cut uh, Tin Cup off, even yeah. though he is Native American. Well, we forgot to talk about <laughs> that. This isn't anything against the, 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 the first American. Firewater. Hey, yeah. Tin Cup, got a question yeah. for you. I dare How you. do you feel about Elizabeth Warren? <laughs> uh, no, I really want to know. She well, said that she, she's taking advantage of having Native American ancestry when absolutely she does not. So yeah, she I, does. Did the, 
identity, again, we're not on air. Identity is a fucked up thing, man. Everyone comes we to are identity. On air. You're, you're being recorded, okay? <laughs> oh, I yeah, know. and Adam will <laughs> pull this out and... and, and yeah. He will run it for, for 12 yeah. years. As, as he should. Piece, yeah. As he should. So here's the thing. Everyone comes with baggage. Most Americans don't understand their their heredity, their, the, the people that came before them. I do. You want to ask me questions about where I came from? I can fucking tell you. But most people don't. So am I unhappy that she's using it? No, if she really believes that she's Indian, great. But she's not. Well, <laughs> but okay, again, so... who gets to decide that? <laughs> who gets to decide it? Yeah. Do you decide her identity? No, do you decide Jesus' identity? Just kidding. Do you decide her identity? No, you don't. No, I mean, it's, I mean, I like, like, I don't decide that the Toyota is a Ford either. <laughs> There's no decision there. I mean, I just, just find right. it. I was just asking. You know, Elizabeth High Cheekbones Warren is always an interesting uh, I subject agree with for her me. Politics. But I do, at the end of the day, if she feels like she's Indian, then she's Indian. So really, then, it would be considered like... uh... (laughs) Jerry, Jerry, you should mention mention that William Tinkup has some kind of Native American background. I don't know exactly what it is, though. Oh, we did. Thanks for the clue. Sure, sure. That's that's what uh, we're talking about. Do you think I'm asking him about it for any other particular reason? No, the other people don't know. I know the reason, but nobody else knows, okay? Hey, Jerry, mute him, man. Purposely. Hold Jerry. Jerry. Hold Jerry, please, for the love of God. Hold Jerry. So, Cherokee, Mouse Tin Cup, uh, came on the Trail of Tears with his son, James Yellowbird Tin Cup. Uh, 20 years later, after being in Oklahoma, they signed up for the Union Army in Leavenworth, Kansas, went and fought other Indian tribes for the Union. Uh, so the name Tin Cup, beyond Mouse Tin Cup, uh, it's all Cherokee. Sweet. So, so it's... I've got that side of my mother's side. Where did the name Tin Cup come from? Do I? Well, you got me. Did he have a tin there. cup, or where did the name tin, Why was he called Tin Cup? Well, you've got mixed stories there because the cavalry, like in Ellis Island, all the stories of Ellis Island, you've got the cavalry that made up names for Indian words. So you can imagine that the guy had a tin cup standing in line, and they called him Tin Cup. So I mean, yeah. everyone, everyone's got a, an origin, or a, a you know, origin story. Do I know? I said that's such a dick move. Well, but that's that's the story of a lot of immigrants. I mean, that's a story of a lot of people. Hell, think of all the people that came to Ellis Island that had their names butchered. The, I mean, that, it's life. Now, on my mother's side, first hundred families to settle Virginia. So my Christopher Branch came in 1621, left England uh, to actually with his wife to actually settle Virginia. So and what, what was their name? What, what, what was her name? Uh, what? Branch. 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 Yep. So if you go back on the Branch side, back in the 1500s, uh, the the mayor of Oxford was was um, great 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 grandfather to the 19th removal was the mayor of Oxford. Nice. Yeah, I signed so, up for the uh, free trial of uh, Ancestry.com. Yeah. I guess it's pretty cool. That, that is super cool. I mean, I had no idea where we were from. I I thought I was Native American, just like Elizabeth. Well, you and can't control. Turns out I'm not. I'm German, just yeah, like Elizabeth. But you can't, yeah, yeah. But you can't I control who came before you. 
So if somebody was a prisoner or somebody was a, in a mental institution or whatever, like that shit you can't control. No, wait wait a minute, wait a minute. We've got a late entry into the uh, Native American discussion. Uh, Craig Fisher. <laughs> yes, that's me. He's Cherokee Indian. Just throwing that Sorry, out there. Yeah. Now, Blake, you're, you're Cherokee Indian too, aren't you? That's correct. Cannon? Tin Cannon? Blake Tin Cannon, Cannon and he just got rid of Tin, tin to blend in? <laughs> Didn't want to be stereotyped. <laughs> just want you to love me. Please love me. Please love me. Who's the guest next week? That's what I want to know. There's nobody uh, let, on the website. Let me check. Yeah, let me check. It's on It's on Facebook now. Holly, you know, Holly and Alice. Once again, I'm overlooked. So go ahead. Oh tell my gosh. Kathy, right. hold it. This is, this, is a me- <laughs> this is the mellow part of the show. What's on you your mind? Now you're I have to. I have to go back to work. Who's Mexican? <laughs> what? Well, so anyway, great show. Don't oh, leave, Kathy. Don't leave, Kathy. No, no, no. Hi, what's hey, up I, to? I'm like five job. minutes late for I'll do your job for you. I'll take care of it for you. Thank How is Coronado you. doing? Okay, let me know how it turns out. <laughs> All right. So, so William Tincup, what happened to your connection with the Star Conspiracy? Um, in 2010, uh, Brett and I navigated a buyout, and uh, it was a wonderful buyout. $750,000 uh, paid over three years to leave a firm that I founded and being completely burnt out on the agency life. I needed a break. I needed. He threw me a life preserver, quite frankly. Wow, uh, sweet. You know, yeah, good guy, solid firm. I didn't want to build an ad agency. I wanted to do consulting. But I'll tell you, the fail in there is I thought consulting was different than agency life, and it's not. Clients are still clients. Mm-hmm. So, yep. so what I learned, so again, you know, misstep on my, on my side, I thought that consulting was different. I thought the clients would view you as different. And uh, in truth, it didn't play out like that. The the way that people treat agency folks and the way that you treat consultants are the same. Awesome. Hey, uh, yes. Side note. Any different now you're an analyst, William? Um, You know, Bill, what's interesting, we're early on. I'm learning how to sell research. People, some people care about research. Most people do not. And so you can't convince them. You can't change their mind. It's like the hiring manager discussion from before. You can't force them to understand or respect or love research. But it's finding the people that already kind of like it and get it and have money. And so uh, it'll probably take me two years to really understand how to weave myself into budgets and how to do custom research and all of those other things. But you know what? When I get on a call with somebody and they get research, the conversation goes really, really easy. It's like an old friend. You meet at a bar. You know, it's just easy. Whereas if you come on a phone and they don't like research or they've never funded research, uh, then it's an uphill battle the whole time. Yeah, I mean, I think you're one of the few who is becoming a real analyst rather than just changing your business card. So, yeah, that's it too. I've, I've got a side, got a side question here, gentlemen. Hold on a second. Uh, Craig, Craig Fisher has asked to join the Facebook group titled Recruiters Who Actually Make Placements. Now he does. Uh, as, yeah. as the admin for the group, Craig, I'm obligated to ask, do you actually make placements? Now he does. Now he does. Yes, it, I do. Re, he does. Th- this year, I mean, 
Dude, he's got yes, a job I job do. now. He's got a job job. Right. Works for a company. I'm, job job, not a consultant. Yeah, all right, and then you are in. Uh, dare I say, uh, I'd like to appoint you as our Native American sub-chapter <laughs> uh, president. Seriously, hey, that's no joke. I, 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 I'm, I'm not kidding. I want to I wanna understand the diversity in our community and exploit it. Uh-huh. I, uh, I'm now head of marketing over talent acquisition for one of the most diverse companies in the world, CA Technologies. So I can totally talk to this point. CA, like the company that used to have CA. That's right. CA Software, all that stuff. Yep. CA Universe, Colonet, yep. IDMS, Adzo, Adze, all that stuff. Uh huh. That's pretty heavy. It is heavy. Welcome to the team. Yeah, I. Uh, Thanks, Jerry. I think that sounds great. You're the best. You're, you're the best. No, your <laughs> your 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 summer vacation pictures are the best. Yeah, <laughs> I was throwing that yeah. out there. Uh, Instagram, it, yeah, no, yeah, I, uh, I'm gonna miss a lot of, uh, I'm gonna miss a lot of the 2010 to 2013 ish times. Yeah, yeah there's, there's a lot of, a lot of missed opportunity there. There you uh, go. There you go. But uh, to I'm, Bill's point earlier about research, real quickly, let me yeah. bring this up. I'm getting my ass kicked every single day because most of what I knew about HR was wrong. So people would think, and in fact, Animal announced me as a HR expert or celebrity or some shit, and it, you know, a dolphin died when he did it because the more I learn about what actual real practitioners do for a living, the more I unlearn the shit that I thought I knew. And every day, every single fucking day, I'm getting my balls kicked because it's all stuff that I have to relearn. <laughs> I thought I had it right. That's how arrogant fucking I was. I thought I had it right. Like, I get it. I understand. Yeah. Fuck that. Every day I'm getting leveled. Leveled. How often do you think about getting a haircut and, and ditching Never. the beard? Dude, here's the deal. At 46, I can grow hair. On mm. on one hand alone, you can't name other guys that can. Mm. Most people are bald or they have to wear their hair short. I have Korean hair that sticks straight out on the sides. So it either looks good-ish. Korean or, hair? That's, no, my Korean, bar, my Korean barber told me this. He oh. said, listen, you've got Korean hair. Uh, and tell me a little bit about this Korean hair. I'm not aware of this. Yeah, this nice. What are you talking about? He said, listen, Korean's hair, they stand out straight on sides. That's how you know they're Korean. Oh. And, and, and if your hair's either short or really long, one way or another, it doesn't work, it doesn't operate. But I can grow hair. Now, I might wake up at 50, Jerry, and I can't grow hair. Well, fuck it, I'll just share it. I'll just shave it there all There you go. Well, I've got one more year to figure out what I'm going to do with my hair at 50, but I am uh, I think I'm going Dude. bald, and it's really hitting me pretty hard. Nah, shave it all off. I might. Uh, no, shave it all off. Pretend like I'm Steve Levy. There you yeah, go. here's the deal. You're, Works for me. You're not, you're not your hair. At the end of the day, people don't buy you and love you and interact with you and respect you because of your hair. If they do, they're the retards. Mm. Uh, You can't say that's a banned word. No, it wasn't on the the list. That wasn't on the list. That's on America's list. What? You were just saying, don't blame me, it's the law. Yeah, here's the deal. Not all the salmon make it up the stream. That's it. That's that's news at eleven. <laughs> Natural selection. That is it, true. It, it operates everywhere. And and here's the thing. 
if your child just so happens to have, you know, some type of mental retardation, that's life. You still love them. You're still going to take care of them. The word doesn't hurt them. It's the intent in which behind the word that hurts them. And, again, you can't put a glass bubble around them. Fuck it. They're going to have to learn how to operate in the real world. Wow. Okay. You know, it is what it is. Yeah. But the word doesn't hurt people. It's people um, taking that word and doing really demented shit with it. That's what hurts Mm. people. All right. Just so touching it go. all in. There you go. Yeah, we got the new Jerry. What happened yeah, yeah, to the old got Jerry? Harry. I want the old Jerry. Like strike him a blunt. Come on. Wait, so Come here's, I, I am going to be uh, putting a a an official show score uh, on both <laughs> Facebook and Twitter. Uh-oh. So I, I'm thinking that, that overall it's probably going to get an 86. Eh, that's too high. Eighty-four. Who, who's going? And, and actually, Tim Cup, you're not even supposed to be here. Hey, animal, no, get no, this no, guy. Wait, get out of here. The guest. Dude, get out. You can't cut me off. Animal. There. You're not even supposed. What, what's going on? <laughs> See, I don't know. I'm too much. Animal. You gotta go. That's the rule. Cup, you're not allowed here when we're talking about you. Yeah, get yeah, out. We, animal. Yeah. Sling arrows and mud. Cut him off. What's he still here for? Arrows? Why do we? Why do we have to do that? Why do we have to do arrows? Animal chiefs, Indians. Gone. A lot of He's arrows going. Back. He's going, Jerry. <laughs> He's gone. Uh, Bill Borman, what? Now that now that now that he has gone, what what would you think this show deserves as a score from zero to a hundred? Taking all of it show, into account, and I appreciate your international perspective. We're doing the individuals or for the show? Just for the whole show. I would well, with Twitter, they chopped it down. Now you only have 140 characters to use on Twitter. 71. Ooh. Hey. Wow. I need Very to know specific. why. That's lowballing. Yeah, you lowballed him. What happened? No, I thought that was quite a, I thought that was quite a high score. I thought the... Uh, Wow. Um, mm. uh, th- 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 that was, there was plenty of reading from a script. I thought Animal did a good job mm. in trying to drag out the show. Mm. Um, huh. Jerry was surprisingly quiet and not. I have to be. I... Provided, not providing the barbs that would have been worth another 10, maybe. So on the whole show, overall, <laughs> oh. 71, All right. I thought it was one of Animal's better jobs. All right, so so it's really hard to get a an eighty plus score from you then. I mean, just no, on yeah, as a as a matter of principle. Yeah, All right. no, 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 not not since the Raver days. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I said I could give mine assist. Uh, he's an interesting guy. I, we need to have him back. Yeah, I don't think he'll call. He won't even call in anymore. Never, never. No. That was his final appearance. Uh, outside of the uh, Facebook bubble, yeah, yeah. Was he gonna right. pull a Jeremiah Johnson? Go up and no, play. no. There was a microphone. verbal cage match to the death. Bill Borman <laughs> and, and Mike Raymer. I'll have that. A- Animal needs to dig some of that up and post it. A- hey, Animal, if you want to dig up stuff that people don't want to hear, uh, dig that up and post it on Mike Raymer's page. Yeah, that was a great show. It was awesome. Give us some highlights from that, will you, Animal? Do something that we actually uh, would enjoy for once. 
Um, Glenn Cathy before people knew the Bury and Black Belt and all those kind of guys. Nice. Jeff hey, Lipschultz. Remember Jeff Lipschultz, Craig's old partner. Yeah, hey, Craig, what's what's uh, Lipschultz up to? Still riding his bike all over the globe? Yeah, he had a pretty bad accident. He had an accident. He's back on the horse now, yeah. Really? A bike accident? Yeah, BMW ran him over. Yeah, hit by a car. Really? I mean, is he is he okay? I mean, what what happened? Yeah, he's good. It's pissed, but good. Wow. But he's not out just biking across the country anymore? Well, he had to get a new bike. Ooh. So is he well, still Jeff recruiting Lipschultz now? Jeff was a baker in Pennsylvania. What? What? Jeff Lipschultz, the guy with the Twitter handle of Jeff Lipschultz, was a baker in Pennsylvania. Uh, uh, I remember him <laughs> tweeting back and saying, will you stop sending me this recruited shit? <laughs> like, <laughs> that's why he had a Twitter name like Jeff L. Lipschultz. Uh, like My Jeff Lipschultz is still carrying the torch of A-list solutions. All right, so he's Lipschultz, that he's still recu- recruiting then? Yep. All right. All right. How could he be making a living recruiting if he's not out seeing who's a fit for those jobs on on Twitter? I've got him all set up with everything automated. He's got, right. he's got everything coming to him. So there's just like a placement button in his office, like 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 the like the Office Depot button, like that big red button. Uh huh. Need another well, placement. We built, Bam. We built some of the we built some of the biggest LinkedIn groups for specific uh, tech jobs and marketing jobs. There are. There's still some really great ones that A list owns. Nice. Though technically you really can't own anything on LinkedIn, can you? Because it's kind of like their property. Yeah, but you can utilize and manipulate them. That's. What what would happen if LinkedIn just decided they wanted to take over your group? Is there any legal recourse that anybody would have? Does anybody have any thoughts on that? No. So you should start a trading company doing that, Fisher. You should teach people to do it. Yeah, I do have a trading company for that. I I actually started (laughs) some of the original Microsoft developer sites. Uh, groups on LinkedIn, and everyone thought they were actually started by Microsoft, and they ended up Microsoft ended up buying them from me years later. But they left me as an admin for uh, a long time. They didn't even know it. All right. Well, what did you think of the show, Craig? Ah, uh, I, I give the show an A minus. It's going to be a, a ninety-one then. A, a ninety-one. <laughs> wow. Huh. You guys are kind of in the same business, though, now, aren't you? Or weren't you? Or, I mean, what? Well, I mean, we've both been consultants for many years, yes. Hang out at the same HR parties? Uh, we're good friends. We vacation together and shit. Vacation together? Yeah, that, Our family okay, that's where the 91 comes in. He's a, he's hosting a, an engagement party for me at his house. In the oh, my goodness. You want to make it like a 93, then? I'm gonna no, bump it I'm, I'm, still, I'm, I'm trying to be unbiased here. You know, 91. 91. All right, super. Uh, who else has a score? Blake Cannon. Tell, tell us what you thought about uh, the show today with your fellow Texan. I'll give it an 85. 85. And, uh, yeah, I thought, you know, going in, Animal even admitted up front that the guy wasn't a recruiter. and I think he uh, tried to keep it interesting, so mm-hmm. I'll give him props for that. So, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I, I do have a question, Bill Borman. I was wondering when Bill is going to be on the uh, Top Recruiter Show. He's a great culture fit. 
Dude, he'd be great that on the might show. Have been the best thing I heard all year on this show. <laughs> that would be awesome. Make it an alternative very soon. <laughs> you like that show, Bill? I, I love the show. I can't. They've got some it. pretty good stats. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know many recruits who get off airplane who <laughs> <laughs> have their own jet in private <laughs> I mean, they they and get more viewers than American Idol. Yeah, anyone can buy a million good. viewers or 100,000 Twitter followers. It's not a, not a difficult thing to do. Sweet. Anybody <laughs> else? Uh, who, who else is still on the line? I here think I was to... the guy who they blogged about and said, uh, we won't accept criticism from somebody who needs a wash. Yeah, that was sweet. <laughs> I think that one about set it up nicely for me. <laughs> yeah, that was great. Uh, Alejandro. Yes. Uh, so so what do you think about... Uh, the show today. 82. 82? Yeah. All right. So uh, really, the only person under, interesting look under 80 is, is Bill Borman here. So uh, there's obviously some background deal there that we won't uncover. No, European no, no, background. Background. It's the European no background deal. Or a good friend of Tick Cups. We speak a lot. What kind of beard controversy going on, probably? <laughs> yeah, that could oh. be. Greg, uh, Greg says that uh, we need to convert that due to British pounds versus U.S. dollars. So that's oh yeah, there you go. What what? Ooh, the European curve. So that's uh, that's like a eighty. It's like an eighty-five. Or yeah, something. what's the exchange rate now anyway? It's about one point five pounds. Wow, goodness. All right. It's about one point one point about one and a half. <laughs> I've got a question. In the summertime over here. What's the temperature like over there? It looks like you're a bit north. What's the deal? Did, did hey, it ever get warm over there? Jerry. Happy what? birthday again. It's birthday. Whose birthday? Who it's you Jerry's asking? birthday. I was saying goodbye. I'll see you guys next week. Yeah, man. See ya. All right. Bye-bye. Bill, Bill, does it ever get nice and warm over there? In, in, yeah, in, it gets in, warm. It gets warm. It doesn't get desert hot, but it gets warm. Like 85, it was 90? Summer. What, what's hot? What's warm to you? 67? <laughs> no, well, we have real temperature, so I'd say kind of 110, 150. <laughs> we have real numbers. No, That's why when I went to Chicago and it was 7, I thought it was quite warm. Another 115 degree warm swelter. Yeah. <laughs> All right, did anybody else have a, have a score here? Because I need to get back to uh, I, I, I'm kind of an old school guy. I need to get resumes in front of my customers, and they end up hiring them. Yeah. Make sure they're a cultural fit. I would think I would think nothing other than cultural fit. I mean, that's my whole. <laughs> that's the one. <laughs> All right, man. Anybody else with a score? That's what you do, right? Yeah. yeah. Anybody else with a score? Know, when someone walks in, you know who's going to work for what company. Well, that's. Great. I can kind of tell just by looking at somebody what their qualifications are. It's uh, it's uncanny. <laughs> and you know where they and you know which companies are going to work out. Absolutely. Not, right. So that's oh. cultural fit. Yeah, that's the easy part. That's culture. I think good recruiters can tell you uh, what somebody's station in life is and how much money they make by looking at it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Within within two or three grand, I can probably uh, yeah yeah I can do that. I can do that. Yeah, I'd love to challenge you that one. Well, you guys are obviously uh, free to talk all afternoon, but I gotta go. See you. All. Happy birthday. Good catching up, Happy all. Birthday, Later. Bye. All.